Hello, and welcome to the Denali Lord Nutrition and Wellness Podcast. My name is Denali Lord. I'm the host and author of this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, we're focusing on Mindset 101. So, of course, mindset is important. And you may have had a chance to listen to some of my other episodes on mindset, but if not, consider this to be your crash course on mindset. So what is mindset? Mindset is our overall outlook or perspective on our life. It includes everything from our beliefs to assumptions to our attitude about what is going on in our life. It has the ability to basically make or break our life. Meaning that if we have a negative outlook or a negative attitude or negative beliefs, a doom and gloom, if you will, about our life and what's going on in it, more than likely some part of our life or maybe the whole thing is going to be doom and gloom. And no one wants that. In retrospect, if we have a positive attitude, outlook, and beliefs, I'm not saying that everything will be perfect, but more often than not, overall, our life will have a positive impact or a positive look to it. So what we believe, what we think, what we say, and what we do ultimately does influence and shape our life. We can't go back and change it, but we can start with the present moment and decide if we want to have a positive or a negative impact on our life. And most of us, even if we are feeling really down, even if we're feeling jaded, we don't really want to have a negative life, right? No one sets out their day thinking, you know, I just want today to suck. I want my life to suck. No, not, not at all. Not at all. Sometimes shit happens to us that jades us, it causes us to feel depressed or angry or lonely, but it doesn't mean that we want to have a negative life. And so I want you to take just the next minute or so and think about your thoughts, your current beliefs, and your current overall attitude about your life right now. Just take about a minute. I'll be right back. Now, this is just me assuming, and no one likes to assume, but if I were to guess, there are some things that you are happy about in your life, there are some things that you feel optimistic about in your life, and there are some things that maybe you're hesitant, or you're anxious, or maybe you're ambivalent. And then there might be some things where you're like, no, I feel very strongly, it's a very negative reaction or negative emotion. And for the most part, that is normal for the most part to have that blend of feelings or beliefs about your life. Not everything in our life can always be peachy and wonderful. And that is just part of life. But ultimately, it is how we deal with it. So let's start with our thoughts. Our thoughts are really where the basis of our mindset comes from. We have our conscious thoughts. And then we have our subconscious thoughts. So think of your conscious thoughts as my stomach's growling. I'm hungry. What do I want for lunch? 
That's a very conscious thought. Our subconscious thoughts are basically thoughts that are in our part of our brains and part of our memories that typically it has something to do with a past event that leaves a more profound impact on us. For a lot of people, that's a negative experience. And we subconsciously are thinking about it, meaning that we're not even aware of it, but it's there. Let me give you some examples. So say that you're subconsciously thinking about a fight with a friend or a relative. You're not aware of it, but that conversation is still being processed in your brain. Or maybe you've had a really traumatic event in the past. Maybe you were a victim of childhood abuse, or maybe you went through a really nasty divorce, or maybe a loved one died and you're still processing that, even though there are other things that you are thinking about in the immediate moment. So our subconscious, whether we recognize it or not, really does impact our ability to think, act, behave, and overall believe in our current day life, our present day life. A lot of our subconscious is formed from early childhood when we might not even necessarily remember things that happened to us, or again, things that are so profound, they stick out, um, such as a past trauma that we will never forget them, even though we might have forgiven and moved on from the situation. That memory or that event is still kind of permanently implanted. It's just been embedded into our subconscious. So our thoughts ultimately do influence our words, right? Our words become actions and our actions become beliefs. So how do we monitor our thoughts? Well, one of my favorite ways to monitor thoughts is if I have the ability to write down or I'm a big voice note person, so I will make myself a voice note so that if I can't write about it in the moment, I can at least go back and write about it. But being able to just write down like, hey, I'm having, having can't talk this morning, I'm having some pretty dark thoughts or I'm having some really negative thoughts and then just take three to five sentences to write down what those thoughts are and how they make you feel or how they make other people feel. If someone's actually calling you out on like, Hey man, you're really angry or you're really negative today. We all have those people in our life who keep things honest for us. So being able to just one, create that awareness of our thoughts is important because sometimes that step alone is powerful enough for us to kind of pause and be like, okay, I need to redirect my thoughts or I need to start to shift my thoughts so that they are more positive. So with your thoughts, next come your words. So again, usually our thoughts, they're ruminating and our subconscious. And then if we find ourselves, like the other day I had a conversation with a friend and I found myself saying things. I'm like, where did that come from? 
And I had to go back and I had to do a little digging and investigating. And sure enough, it was from a past event that I've moved on. I've forgiven that person, but apparently I haven't forgotten about it. And so that, that happens. So with our words, kind of like our thoughts, you can journal about it. You can also, one thing I like to do is the reframe game. So if I find myself, um, sometimes I get grouchy because I drive a lot and traffic and driving behaviors of others personally drives me crazy. And so I have to really catch myself and monitor my thoughts and my words because if I don't, I'm going to snowball and go off on this negative tangent that just kind of brings everyone down, especially myself, because I'm, I'm sitting in the car by myself, right? So I have to think, okay, Denali, let's play the reframe game of, okay, this person is not driving to your liking, but what positive things do you have going on in your life? Or what are you supposed to learn from this, right? If, if this person is driving 15 below the speed limit, which drives me crazy or is driving without using any kind of blinkers or indicators also drives me crazy. I have to be grateful, one, that I have a car. I have the resources to drive myself wherever I need to go. And then two, it reminds me to be a better driver. (laughs) Give this person extra room. Make sure I'm using my indicator, right? Make sure I'm being conscientious and aware of the other drivers around me so I'm not causing a bigger scene or a bigger disturbance. Being able to filter our words and being able to reframe them allows us again to shift our mindset, which will ultimately impact our behavior. So let's talk about that. So oftentimes if individuals are ignoring what's going on in their subconscious, they're ignoring their thoughts, their behavior is a direct reflection of that. Meaning that if someone's been bottling up a lot of anger, a lot of depression, more than likely their thoughts are becoming negative or are negative, their words are becoming negative, therefore their behavior is also going to be negative. They've lost that ability to kind of filter and say, okay, I'm having negative thoughts, I'm having negative words, but I'm going to make my behavior different. And part of that is just, we we don't know how to ask for help or we are so overwhelmed with what's going on that we cannot reframe our thoughts and then shift our behavior. So on days where I notice if my behavior is closed off or is angry or is depressed or is sad, I make note of it. On days where I'm feeling really happy and positive, I also make note of it because it's important that we're, we're not just focusing on the negative, we're also focusing on the good, right? The days that things are going well, we're happy, we're noticing that we're just naturally connecting with people. We're naturally clicking with people. People are making eye contact with us. We're making eye contact with them. We have a positive, engaging body language and they have a positive, engaging body language as well. And that is normal to have good days where you naturally feel more connected, more engaged with people and days where you're like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be by myself. We do need those days to recharge our batteries. So let's talk about behavior though. If you're having a day where you're noticing 
it's already kind of started off in a negative spiral or in an anxious or depressed spiral. And being around people is something that you probably shouldn't do, but because of whatever, work or that day, you don't have a choice. You have to be around people. This is how we can be kind and be positive while also honoring our needs. Realize that everyone is human and other people are also having bad days. And sometimes we we get that wrath, right? We get the, ooh, okay, that person is being short with me or they're yelling at me or they're saying not so nice things to me and I haven't done anything wrong to them. That's not about you, that's about that person. And so the methods that I'm trying to teach you are to help prevent you from being that person, right? That takes a bad mood or a sad mood or an anxious mood out on someone else. So when you start to notice that your behavior is going sideways, it's important that you can pull yourself aside, even if it's just for literally 30 seconds. Turn around, look away, take a breath. Before you say or do anything, take a breath. Think about the last time you got into an argument with someone. Did you take a breath? Probably not. (laughs) So taking that one breath can just allow you to calm your central nervous system down and to reframe. The other thing you can do is acknowledge the person. Say, hey, I hear that you're feeling XYZ way. I am so sorry for that. And then say, I will get back with you. Obviously, if you're in the moment, if the person is right there physically present, you may not be able to step away. You can thank the person for their time or thank them for coming in if they're a customer or a client. And then you can say, I will have someone reach out to you, even if it's you. They don't have to know it's you. Just, I'll have someone reach out to you. What's a good phone number or email or however they want to be contacted? That way it can kind of temporarily diffuse the situation until you're able to readdress it. If the person keeps on coming or keeps on coming at you, that's where either the help from a friend, a relative, a colleague, or a supervisor can be really helpful because you're now getting that third person in to help diffuse the situation. And it also helps with just perspective because it's another perspective. What about our beliefs? So our beliefs are something that we have accrued over a period of time, meaning that more than likely a belief is not going to be instantaneous unless there is some kind of situation or event that is so impactful that it makes that instant belief. And sometimes that does happen, but usually beliefs, they develop more slowly over time. Things happen in a repetitive manner, in, in multiples, right? With that, someone's beliefs are very personal, very personal. And you can oftentimes hear it when you have a conversation with someone, or you can even see it on social media with the types of posts that they're posting. Beliefs are kind of like religion and politics. If we're ever in a heated discussion about religion or politics, it is always wise to acknowledge the person's beliefs, okay, especially when it comes to politics or religion. But really, there's no need. There is no need 
to reinforce your thoughts or your opinions or your beliefs, especially if it's going to come across in a mean, offensive, or deconstructive way. Sometimes it is just best to realize that there are differences and to move on. And the way that you can address that, especially if it's an in-person conversation, without telling or giving away your views, your beliefs on things is, I hear what you're saying so-and-so. I realize we have differences in the way that we share our beliefs about X, Y, and Z, whatever they are. But the important thing is my relationship with you. I don't want to lose my relationship with you, whether it's a personal one or a business one. And that way it kind of diffuses the situation. It is a good idea if you have a belief that whether it's mainstream, it's common, or whether it's completely unique, and there's very few other individuals that have that belief, is realizing why that belief is important to you. We're not justifying if it's right or wrong. We're just finding out why it's right for you. So that in and of itself will help you kind of understand your logic, your motivation, as far as why you have the beliefs. So that if someone is able to talk to you in a non-confrontational, non-offensive and constructive way, you could answer. It, and I, how do I say this? I encourage you to use caution because even sometimes the smallest comment, whether we acknowledge it or not, can offend someone. So sometimes it's better left unsaid and agreeing that there's differences, but you respect the person, you respect the relationship, and you want what's best for you both. As far as our overall mindset, I like to think of our mindset basically falling into one of two categories, either the growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And this is not something that I've created. It is by the author and psychologist Carol Dweck, who created um, a book that involved several years of research dedicated to focusing on people's mindset when it came to learning and how they viewed their successes and their failures. People with a fixed mindset believe that their skills, their attributes, or their abilities are fixed, meaning that they were born with them, it's a genetic or inherited trait. People with the growth mindset believe that their skills, attributes, and abilities can be developed and evolve. This says a lot about someone because individuals with a fixed mindset often believe that their failures are permanent, meaning that if you failed something once, it is not only a description of your character, but it means that you can't actually go back and improve and succeed in that endeavor with a fixed mindset tend to shy away from trying new things because they're afraid of failing or looking inadequate. Individuals with a fixed mindset tend to be perfectionists. They tend to be very hard on themselves. And again, if they're not 
not only passing, but thriving on that first attempt, then it's just, it's too much. They weren't meant to do it. Individuals with a growth mindset, they welcome failure because they see failure as a learning opportunity of how they could improve, what they could do for the next time so that it's better and it goes easier and they do set themselves up for success. Individuals with a growth mindset are typically not perfectionists because, well, things aren't perfect, if ever, and so they learn to roll with the punches more. I do believe that people are a mixture of the two, and this is my own personal stance of it. I think that there are areas of our life where we naturally feel more confident, we're naturally um, feel gifted and strong. And one of that might be, one of those examples might be driving a car. Now, maybe not the first time you might not have felt that way, right? Especially if you're learning how to drive something like a manual, but think about after five years, you probably feel pretty comfortable driving a car. Say you learn how to drive either a big truck or one of a delivery, like a commercial style truck, then there's a whole new level of learning and it takes time to get comfortable with it. But noticing our mindset can really help us kind of determine which way in life we want to go. Do we want to go on a life that's more positive, that allows us to have more opportunities, more growth, or are we so focused on the past and so focused on making things perfect and not making mistakes that we almost hold ourselves back? So I want you to take the next couple of minutes and think about areas of your life where you feel like you have a fixed mindset and areas of your life where you feel like you have more of a growth mindset. Take a second to jot those down and I'll be right back. How did that go? Was it a little harder than you thought or was it easier? For some of us, we don't like having all of our quote unquote failures listed on paper, right? There's something about writing something down that makes it seem that much more permanent. I think that's an interesting characteristic to note. So definitely note that. You might even have kind of a fixed mindset just about sharing things that are going well and sharing things that you struggle with. So that's something that's an area of growth, right? It's an opportunity to learn how to change that mindset. So for those areas of your life that are going well, if you had to rate yourself from one to 10, where 10 is no confidence at all and 10 is extremely confident, where would you rate yourself for those areas that are going well and why? And just take a second and record that. For those areas that are not going well, where would you rate yourself from one to 10? Again, one is not feeling confident at all and 10 is feeling extremely confident. Now, in those areas that aren't going well, I bet it's not a 10. <laughs> again, I'm assuming, again, I don't wanna make an ass out of myself, but I, I have a high suspicion that it's not a 10 and that you're somewhere between that one and five scale. I like to think of five and six as we're kind of, we're kind of ambivalent. We're not sure it could go one way or the other. And so being in that gray area is a beautiful place because it really allows us to examine um, kind of what we want out of life. And part of that is knowing our beliefs. 
to going back to our beliefs, being able to express our beliefs without offending anyone. Realizing that everyone is entitled and allowed to have their own beliefs. And that is important. So then starting to go back to the reframe game, a reframing of, hmm, you know, I, I've tried to apply for a new job, but I've been turned down after 10 interviews and I just, I don't want to apply for jobs anymore. I meant to stay at this dead end job. Does that sound familiar? So starting to flip that script of how can I find a new job and not get depressed and down if the interviews don't go well, or if my resume doesn't even make it to the interview stage, what can I learn from those interviews? Did I learn that maybe it, there's a couple of companies that thank goodness I didn't get that job. sounds like a horrible place to work for. So knowing that there's always a two way street, the grass can look greener on the other side, but in actuality, when we start to find out more details, about that grass and what's going on, it might not be so appealing once we really learn more about it. So I hope today brought you a little bit of enlightenment about your beliefs, about your life, and how you can start to shift those. One, just acknowledging our thoughts, being aware of it. Two, journaling about our thoughts. Three, thinking about how our behaviors can impact other people and trying not to offend anyone, trying to just be peaceful, be engaged, be present. That enough in and of itself can make a very positive impact on someone's day. And then four, playing the reframe game of what would it look like if I believe this, believe the exact opposite, trying to make that shift. And then slowly over time, when we start to change the way that we can think, we change what we say, we change how we behave, we do ultimately change our beliefs for the better. And the beautiful thing, my friend, is we are human, we are dynamic, our bodies are constantly changing or growing. So can our thoughts, our words, our behaviors, and our beliefs. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Next week, we're focusing um, on saying on sleep. So definitely make sure you tune in, you listen, and you find out all the details. All right, guys, have an awesome rest of your day. Feel free to connect with me, info at denalilord.com. Otherwise, thanks again for listening to the Denali Lord Nutrition and Wellness Podcast. Talk soon.